And we are live. Welcome to The Process. It is Monday, January 29th. I am Josh Engelman here to break down an 11-game NBA slate. We got a big one today. Big old slate. I thought it was going to be 10. S&P ended up correct, but I am here to break it all down. Hit the like button as you get in the door. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman. Good morning, everybody. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. It's nice to see everybody. Weekend was solid, relaxing, got some stuff done, feeling good. Forgot to change my shirt. Uh, might do that right now. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> On a two of a nine and a half. Oh, God. Nine and a half hour drive to the Senior Bowl. Jordan, come on. That's that's right. It's, so you started at somewhere in the four to four thirty range. Ooh. If it does, if it helps, I was also awake at that time. I could have started this one two hours ago. Our dogs woke us up. And uh, so I've been up since a little after four. Feeling good. It's not so bad on a Monday when you're not hungover. Um, I didn't want to change my shirt, but whatever. We're going to be fine. I appreciate having people here. I know it's going to be a slow trickle getting in the door, but we got a lot to break down. So many games. Two sevens, three seven thirties. Four 8 o'clocks, an 8.30, and a 9. This is a big, big, big slate. You'll get me for strategy show. You'll get me for deeper dive, contenders, prize picks. Going to be a good one. Ron, good morning. We're in a good spot today. But yeah, this is a massive, massive slate. And we're going to break it all down. Basically right now. I was trying to get more stuff set up. You can see I went widescreen so we can get back to the rise and grind point in the morning. We're trying little stuff here. Lots going on. I'm excited to drink some coffee, that's for sure. For now, I say uh, we get into it. I think that makes the most sense. So, on that note, let's get into it. You guys ready? I'm ready. Cheers times. Coffee is here. I hope you have a coffee. If you don't, if you got a tea, water, beer, whatever it is, join me to start off the day by saying rise and grind, everybody. We got it back. I needed to recrop it so everybody can get this one started. Rise and grind. This is going to be the one we're looking for. Cheers, everybody. Clink. Let's get it done. Yo, that's hot. Oh, that's hotter than I wanted it to be. That's good for the long run. That's good for the long run. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Let's do this. We are in first game up for today. And I got to get my minutes table up here as well. Get that bad boy refreshed. We are starting it off with the New York Knicks. Is that cropped right? Yeah, that's perfect. New York Knicks, eight-point favorites in Charlotte, 223 total. Now, this one is mildly interesting because we don't have Julius Randle. That is a big one. Randle is hurt. Going to be out for a little bit. We don't totally know for sure, but 
It certainly means that we need to reproject rates. We need to project everything. The one interesting piece about Julius Randle is that he doesn't miss time. Like, this is a guy that has not been out all that frequently. Even if we just say Julius Randle off. Josh Hart's played 513 minutes. The next closest guy for Randle off is Hartenstein, which to me doesn't count. Quickly at 331, not on the team anymore. Three, 250, R.J. Barrett, not on the team anymore. We don't have a massive sample of Julius Randle being off the floor. Now, we do have a bigger sample of... Uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. My, my brain froze. Uh, we got 15 and a half minutes out of Isaiah Hartenstein two nights ago. Mildly limited, coming back from, uh, I believe it was a sprained ankle. Am I right there? They did beat Miami by quite a bit, 16. Hartenstein got the start. Played pretty standard rotation first, first, second, third quarter. Game was mostly over in the second half, over enough that they were able to go to Precious Achua. So I'm going to go 30 to Isaiah Hartenstein, 18 to Precious Achua. Yeah, Ken, uh, not only more coffee, but more than a sip or two. I think we can pretty safely drop Jalen Brunson in for 37. And then I think we got to get like, I'm going to go 29 to DiVincenzo to start. And I'm going to go 37 to OG and Anobi to start. I think we're going to get you know, somewhere in that 34 range for Josh Hart. Most of this is actually going to be pretty easy. We'll slap Miles McBride in there for at least the backup point guard minutes. The real question becomes, does anybody new enter the rotation? And the problem here is that they don't really have another four like, that just doesn't totally exist on this team. So I know I need to get Quentin Grimes some playing time. What, like 24 for Grimes? But that still leaves me 20 minutes. So certainly we're assuming that Miles McBride and Jalen Brunson are going to play alongside of each other a little bit. I don't think it really matters. So I'll get him up to 16. Now that leaves me 15 minutes to put someone else in this rotation. The question becomes, who is that? It feels like it should be Fournier. Because at least he has some positional size. Like, I don't know what you gain for bringing Archidiacono in. I don't know what you gain if you try to do, like, Malachi Flynn. I don't really see... Like, this seems like the time for it to be Fournier. I don't know. I can't imagine they want to go to an extra big. Especially against Charlotte. I think it's going to end up being Fournier. I don't know why they would want to do anything else. 
Now this takes a little bit of time. Like I, in a weird way, it probably doesn't matter. Like it's just not that kind of team. Because if we're looking at in terms of like spacing, Sims doesn't shoot threes. Precious doesn't shoot threes. Isaiah Hartenstein doesn't shoot threes. Like, I don't think they want to put those two guys alongside of each other. But they don't, they really just don't have other dudes. Like, Dylan Windler would be really interesting in this spot. Dylan Windler has played seven minutes. I don't even know if he's actively on this team <laughs> any longer. Has he played? No. I'm going to split them between Sims and Fournier. I don't necessarily agree with it. But I think it's all that we can do right now. After that, I'm going to go ahead and make some usage rate adjustments. Now, this is where it's going to get really problematic. And that's mostly because our sample of Randall off. Like, we also need it to include RJ Barrett and Quickly. And if I take RJ Barrett and Quickly off with Randall, I'm not sure I even have a sample. 185 minutes to Quentin Grimes, 166 to Josh Hart. Jalen Brunson's played 88 minutes with all of those guys off the floor. That's obviously a, not a lot of minutes. Part of me wants to add in last year. Does that help at all? Let's see. Does this work? It does. Huh. Okay. Well, you could at least look at me try to find some additional rates. So if we take Barrett off, we take quickly off. I add in last year. That still doesn't even create all that much of a sample. 123 minutes for Brunson. He gets up to like a 33% usage rate. Now, it's never like that. I'm going to say like 31 and a half. But right out of the gate, I just want to check his points prop. So let's do that. For Brunson, points prop is setting at 31 and a half, juice to the over. So at 31 and a half percent usage, I get him to 30.3. If I get up to 32, I guess I got to go to 32 and a half usage, which I'm okay with. Like we've seen that usage rate happen in small samples. So that gets me up to basically where the prop is. Next guy up would be Ananobi, who we have, or whose prop is at 18 and a half. Now, Ananobi in this time, 19 and a half percent usage rate. I've got him locked in. Our other prop, there's only three right now. Dante DiVincenzo, right around 14 points. So I'm a little high on DiVincenzo. Now, he has basically no sample here. The real question is where does all of the additional usage come from? Some. This is another reason why I think Fournier could be the guy. They don't really have any other creation. It's not Quentin Grimes. Like, it can be Miles McBride, but I don't think that's what they're looking for. All they really have offensively right now is Jalen Brunson. At least Evan Fournier fits the offense. If anything, fits the offense vibe. Because right now, I feel like I'm probably just over-projecting the rest of this team. Do we do anything else for assist rates? That's the only other thing we need to look at. Jalen Brunson, assist rate. 
Projected for seven and a half assists juiced to the over. So it is going up. And as we look at Brunson's assist rate, yeah, 14 per 100 possessions. If I go to 12, that gets me to eight and a half. Too much. If I go to 11, that gets me to eight. I think this is what we're going to stay with right now. I assume we don't have a proper rebounding prop. OGs does go up. OGs. I sound like Morty. I think what I have in for the Knicks is going to work for right now. We'll then switch it over to the Charlotte side. And on the Hornets, Q-tag on LaMelo Ball. Q-tag on Frank Nilakina. No Gordon Hayward. No Mark Williams. So this is basically full strength Charlotte. So LaMelo missed the last time out. Feel like we're okay. That was second half of the back-to-back, so I think we're okay. I'm going to leave 33 minutes for LaMelo. Uh, we saw big minutes out of Ish Smith. I don't think that's going to continue, but at the very least, I do think that he continues to you know, play the backup point guard run. We've got 28 minutes for Nick Richards. I am going to make that 29. Nathan Mensa, I believe, is out of the rotation now. Last time out, they basically went eight-man plus Leaky Black. Am I reading that correctly? 26th. 26th, Charlotte played Houston. Okay, they lost by 34, which makes sense. But Leaky Black did play in the first half. Now, I assume that was because of Brandon Miller. So maybe that doesn't happen again. I think we can mostly ignore that. I think 34, 33 minutes to Brandon Miller works. I'm okay with, I'm going to go to 29 on PJ Washington. Did they just split those minutes? PJ Washington was on for... Basically every minute that Nick Richards didn't play. So I feel good there. So Q-tag on Nilakina means we're also projecting Frank Nilakina to play. You know, he was the first guy off the bench. He played 10 minutes. So I guess we want to get Nilakina a little bit of playing time. Maybe we grab 10 minutes for Nilakina. Now, I have 11 minutes left over. This can pretty much go anywhere. It wasn't JT Thor. It can kind of be anybody. Who was it that night? It was just nobody. It was just nobody. Now, I'm not expecting bigger things out of Ish. I'm going to just hide them on Bryce McGowan's. Rates I don't have to change because the last time I projected this team, I had LaMelo Ball in. So, let's look at it. All right, for the Knicks, reminder, they are 29th in pace. Charlotte, reminder, dead last in defense, 28th in offense. If we're looking at anything for the Knicks, the first guy up has to be Jalen Brunson. That shouldn't even be surprising. Knowing that 
Julius Randle is out, just completely bumps everything. More assists, more scoring, more everything. I mean, Jalen Brunson is just going to own the basketball. And against Charlotte, it's a lot easier to, to do than if you're facing a real team. So Jalen Brunson is your priority. I think Josh Hart, OG Ananobi, and Quentin Grimes see the biggest bump across the board with no Randall. I don't feel all that interested in Hartenstein or Precious. DiVincenzo's fine. Um, but I think the value lies more on Hart and Anobi and Grimes. But it is primary Jalen Brunson. Now on the Charlotte end, 8K for Bridges, it's good enough. It's certainly better for him with no Randall around, just a more competitive game. LaMelo at 9,600 is fine. Uh, Nick Richards is fine. P.J. Washington's fine. It's not really a bad spot here for Charlotte. You know, number six defense in New York, 29th in pace. I don't expect to get a lot of Charlotte, but you're starting with ball and bridges. All right, next up. We're through the first game. It only took all of the time. L.A. Clippers in Cleveland, 225 total. All right, Clippers up first. This should actually be basically no changes. Only Zubats out. On the opposite side for Cleveland, we've got Mobley questionable, Mitchell probable. So we do have to work Evan Mobley back in for today. But in this spot, we don't really have a lot of things to move around. I've got 21 in for Mason Plumley. Since Zubats went down, Mason Plumley is averaging 21 minutes. In that time, Daniel Tice is also averaging 21 minutes. So I'm going to bump him up to 20. We've got Kawhi in for 36. Paul George in for 36. James Harden in for 37. Um, I'm, It feels like all of them should be 36, but... Harden is sort of playing more than them. I'm actually going to go down. Oh, yeah. We have Paul George on that, like, pseudo minutes limit, too. I'm going to bring him down to 34. I don't expect to be getting him in a Cleveland matchup, so it probably won't matter all that much. I don't really have any other changes that I want to make in this spot. This is also not a team that normally looks all that great. So I think the Clippers piece is pretty easy. Cleveland piece is going to be a little bit different for obvious reasons um, because we haven't seen Evan Mobley in a very long time. Now, he is clearly going to be limited today. He is not coming back from left knee surgery and playing 36 minutes. That would blow my mind. So what I really want to do is just start cutting out all of the guys that I know are going to get a minutes cut. Like, do they even, do they just play him as the backup center? Like, do they just cut Damian Jones and then Evan Mobley plays whatever minutes Jared Allen isn't playing? Like, that's on the table. I'm going to put him in for 20, which really isn't going to be that big of a, a discount going anywhere here. Somebody's going to get, like, do they cut, Do they start cutting Sam Merrill's minutes? Because they shouldn't. I want to put that out there. Not with the way that that dude's been shooting. 
Um, I really don't hate moving some of these minutes around. Maybe we get one rotation out of Damian Jones. Just a couple minutes. Maybe we bring Levert down to 26 as well. Now, rates, I don't really think are going to matter all that much. Mobley's not that kind of guy offensively. So I'm actually not going to make any changes here. And we can just look at this first game, or second game, rather, which is going to be the Clippers as three-point favorites. Now, we're... Okay, 8,200 for Kawhi. Small forward, power forward. I can deal with that. And then 8,300 for Harden. Those are the only two things you could look at. It's Kawhi to me only. Maybe Harden. On Cleveland, we've got Donovan Mitchell, 9,700. Continues to just look like the dude that you want to get to from Cleveland. Uh, that should be no surprise. No one else has the ability to create for these guys. Not right now, at least. So I'm going to go Mitchell as the priority. We'll see what that means, even with like all the ni other ni high 9K guys that can get there. On an 11-game slate, this whole range is going to be loaded. You get Jared Allen at 7,700, which is fine. You've got like random value pieces like George Niang, Isaac Okoro, Max Struess that are like last dudes in. But if we're talking about priorities from Cleveland, it's Mitchell at best and really not even all that much. Back to game three. New Orleans Pelicans. Seven and a half point underdogs in Boston. 233 total for New Orleans. Everybody's available for Boston. We have a Q tag on Al Horford, a doubtful tag on Luke Cornett, and a Q tag on Chris Apps Porzingis. That's obviously very important. That is their three main big men. So this can break in many different ways. We'll start it on the Pell side. Um, this team's a bit of a pain, which we know. Last time out, Pels played on... They got destroyed by Milwaukee. Another game where we got Larry Nance starting the second half over Joe Val. Uh, that didn't matter either. Immediate 14... Uh, negative 14 run for that rotation. Not, a, not ideal. But ultimately, we're not moving too much stuff around here. Um, I got CJ in for 32. I got BI in for 34. Should those guys... Uh, no, they, they should not be playing the same amount of minutes. I will go 34-33, though. Dyson Daniels playing a little bit less. Let's cut some of those Alvarado minutes. Oh, I had Zion out. So let's cut this entire rotation. And redo it. So we're going 25 to Joval. We're going to go 22 to Nance. We're going to get Zion in for 31. Now the rest of this comes out pretty easily. We get Trey Murphy 
in for 25. We get Najee Marshall in for 14. And then it's Dyson Daniels and Jordan Hawkins. Not like we're playing those dudes either way. Now, the Boston side is tricky. Uh, Ron, I haven't seen anything on Garland. So I'm not sure when he's able to be back. All right, Boston... Other than like having making sure that we have no Luke Cornette, I wonder if we get any Kata. I think we probably do. Give him a rotation. And we get Horford in for 25, I think. And then we can hide another five on O'Shea Brissett. But 33 to Derek White. 33 to Drew Holiday, 35 to Brown, 36 to Tatum. All of this looks pretty good to me. Might be a little... No, I think we're okay here. Rates are all going to stay the same. Pretty easy Boston team. So as we look at the Pels, obviously big dogs here in Boston. Not a great spot. Boston plays slow, 25th in pace. Uh, Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. Just cross that 5x value mark. BI for 7,500, shooting guard, small forward. CJ at 7K, point guard only. You got Zion at $7,300, power forward only. It's kind of all you can do from the Pels today. On the Boston end, you get Tatum, 9,200. That price tag coming down is starting to get pretty interesting. When he when he's in this low 9K range, it makes it harder to want to go to like Donovan Mitchell if you can get a $9,200 Tatum. It's because you feel like you want to get a piece of Boston. But it's the same thing we always have. White, Brown, Tatum, Holiday, Porzingis. I rank it Tatum, Brown. Choose your own adventure after that. You're not playing anybody else from Boston. Now, the now this could get different if we lose Porzingis, if we lose Al Horford, if we lose them both. That's where it starts to get pretty wild. Because then you can we we get we have no idea. Then you're getting a $3,600 Kata. But for now. Just stick to the starters. Alrighty, if you're here, hit that like button. We are through three games. We have a bunch more to go. Coffee is slowly dwindling. So we go to the Utah Jazz. They are one-point favorites in Brooklyn. 233 total. I'm hoping we don't have anything weird for the Jazz. I'd like to just continue to project them, although they have been a little weirder lately, which we can dig into. All right, everybody that's normally in for the Jazz is for the Nets. No Dorian Finney-Smith, no Dayron Sharp. But Ben Simmons is probable, so we're doing that little game. Now, last time out for Utah, they, uh, they've started to consolidate even more and run this mildly real. We saw Keontae George get relatively limited minutes. Kessler's played 15 and 16 in back-to-back -back games. I know he's had some foul trouble in there. Um, but we're starting to ramp these guys up a little bit more, maybe. Like, I definitely need to bring Walker Kessler down in minutes. 
maybe to like 22. And then bump up John Collins to 26. Although he has played 32 and 32 in his last couple. I just don't know how true anything has to be for this team. I kind of like the rest of this rotation as is. I might be a minute high on Fontecchio. Who would I give that to? Do I take Markin into 34? Kind of feels like I should. Do I take Sexton up to 29? Kind of feels like I should. But they went bigger to... I mean, I just don't trust this team. That's probably the easier way to say it. I'm hoping we don't like anything here for Utah. We'll keep it going on Brooklyn. We get, we'll take Dorian Finney-Smith out. Uh, welcome back, Ben Simmons, who I guess is going to play very limited run. You know, maybe 16. That I, I don't really want to go too much more than that. We got really big minutes out of Cam Thomas last time out. What were they doing here? Why did everybody play like 40 minutes last time out for Brooklyn? What were we doing here? They beat Houston by two, and they just, they locked in those starters. Oh, boy. But we also need to think about what's going to happen with no Dorian Finney-Smith. Now, we got to bump up some minutes. No, no OT. They just consolidated. They played eight dudes. They went to a firm eight with no Cam Johnson, which is now basically the same situation. Do they just go to another firm eight, no Dorian Finney-Smith? That's where it gets kind of tricky. Like, it seems like they're going to need to play Watford. I'm going to go to 34 on Nick Claxton. But, like, Trendon Watford didn't play. I'm not going to project him until I have to. Like, do we want to just say that Ben Simmons is the backup five today, plays 14 minutes? I think that's viable, but we have too much time left after that. So I'm going to go to 30 on Dinwiddie. That lets me go 18 backup point guard run on DSJ. Dinwiddie played 35, DSJ played... So they played five minutes alongside of each other. I will keep that. Or I will keep some of it, at least. Let's get DSJ in for 20. I'm going to cut everybody out of here right now so I can get a better look at it. All right, Cam Johnson obviously missed. Minutes have been down a little bit. Feels like 30 sort of has to happen. Bridges for 38 is just a no-brainer to me. And then Cam Thomas is the tricky one. Assuming we just get normal starter run out of him, but I don't I don't want to trust it. 
Yes, guys, Johnson was out. But now Dorian Finney-Smith is out. So it's basically the same game environment. All right, so Royce O'Neal, definitely going to play a little bit extra. He played the final 14 or 15 minutes when no, with no Dorian Finney-Smith. I'm going to say that he's playing 26 here. Now, that takes me to eight. That's the eight-man rotation that they had before. But it also leaves me 18 minutes. Wait, no, that's not the 18-minute rotation. Oh, I forgot we added Simmons. So it's going to be a nine-man rotation. But I need 18 minutes for Lonnie Walker. So that's actually perfect right now. Dorian Finney-Smith isn't going to move any rates around. I do want to look at the props for this one. Just to see if... Cam Thomas is projecting weird. So we have Cam Thomas at 24 real points. I only have him at 21. So we do need to give him a bump in minutes. We'll take him up to 32. Easiest guy to take minutes from here is going to be Lonnie Walker. So that takes me up to 22 and a half on Cam Thomas. I will bump usage one more peg, and we're good. Bridges is at 22 and a half. Now, he's too high, which I think makes sense with Cam Thomas moving into the starting lineup. So we'll cut that a little bit. Claxton's at 13 and a half. We're a little high there. That's okay. Dinwiddie's at 12. We're good. Cam Thomas is at 12. Sorry, Cam Johnson is at 12. That's kind of scary. Why is he projected for such little points? Are we anticipating him not getting the same minutes bump that I thought? I'll take him to 28. I'll bump Lonnie Walker back up two more. That puts Cam Johnson back where he should be. Interesting game. Let's check it out. So on the Utah end, nothing crazy. Markinen, Sexton, maybe Clarkson, maybe Kessler. Probably nobody with any sort of volume here. I don't, I'm not going to spend too much time on a team that doesn't look that great. They really look bad on FanDuel. Now, on the Brooklyn side, very different. I think we're paying pretty close attention to a 6K Cam Thomas. Shooting guard, small forward, 6K. If he's projected for, like, his points prop is 23 points. That is the large majority of his projection. You scatter in a couple rebounds, a couple assists. He's projected for 34 and a half. I think $6,900 Nick Claxton looks good. I am going to try and lower his usage rate. Probably won't matter. Still like Claxton quite a bit. 1.1 fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days. I got him in for 1.16 here in a pace-up spot against Utah, so I have no problems. I think Bridges for 7,200 looks great. I really like Cam Johnson, even in 28 minutes. I'm being pessimistic. I don't mind Dinwiddie. I don't mind Royce O'Neal. The Brooklyn Nets are the best team we've looked at so far for DFS tonight. Welcome back, Ben Simmons. But Brooklyn is the team we're looking for. We continue. Game five. Doubt we like anything here because we rarely do. Phoenix Suns, 229 total in Miami. 
Suns are three and a half point dogs. Now, this one is going to be a little tricky. They're on the back-to-back. We had no Nurkic yesterday. I think that we just have to assume that everybody is in for Phoenix. Which means I actually don't have anything to change for their rotation. I'm just going to leave what I have in here from yesterday prior to Nurk being ruled out. There's no real changes that I see that need to be made. And we're only going to get to their good dudes anyway. Miami. Same sort of situation in that everybody that's normally in is in. Like all the only people that are on the injury report are not interesting people. Did Josh Richardson really get a DNP CD on Saturday? Is that real? Because that doesn't seem like the guy that should have left the rotation. Hmm. Are they really taking him out of the rotation? 127-24 heat box score ESPN. Yep. DMPCD on Jay Rich. Okay. Good to know. Because that matters. We've got Terry Rozier has played three minutes, 29 minutes, 29 minutes, 32 minutes. I think we're going 31 on Rozier. 34 on Tyler Hero. I got 36 for Bam. We get Kevin Love in, backing that up. Get Highsmith for 22. Caleb Martin minutes down too? Caleb Martin's minutes are never normal. Never, never, never. I want to say 22 for Caleb Martin as well. He's just as likely to fall into them. Oh yeah, we got Hawkes back. Forgot about that. Hawkes came back, played 24. You figure they ramped that up a little bit every time out. Maybe we give him 26. I have 27 left. I'm going to give him 27 and just hope that it doesn't matter. Because I'm guessing it doesn't. This game is like really wildly unappealing. So as we look at it, Yeah, so like everybody for Phoenix is sub 5x value. They're they're just not going to look like priorities. Beal, Booker, Allen, Nurkic, Durant, none of it here. The only thing we're going to be interested in is if Yusuf Nurkic doesn't play. That's going to be the only thing that matters. Now, they lost by 15 yesterday to Orlando. Eubanks played 29 minutes. If you give Drew Eubanks 29 minutes at... 0.85 fantasy points per minute. We'll call it 25 fantasy points. He will become a very, very big value option. For now, it doesn't matter. 
But he got the minutes yesterday. No priorities from Phoenix whatsoever. Okay, Miami's different. Miami's different. I got to look at their props first to see how Rogier is affecting their point scoring. So, Jimmy Butler's points prop is 20 and a half. I got him at 20 and a half. Bam is at 19 and a half. I got him at 21 and a half. So, it appears Bam is taking the biggest usage haircut from Rogier. Tyler Hero is at 19 and a half. I'm a hair high on Hero, but that's an easy fix. Rogier is at 16. I have him at 17 and a half. So we're really learning how to dial these guys in. And then Hawkes is at nine and a half. Ooh, I'm way high on Hawkes. So let's get two of those minutes off of him and hide them on Jay Rich. That should bring Hawkes down to a much more reasonable usage rate. And then Duncan Robinson is also at nine and a half. I got him at 9.1. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Butler's or yeah, Butler's assist rate is around five. So let's bump that up. Bams is fine. Heroes is fine. Rogier needs a bump. All right, so let's sum up Miami. First guy I'm trying to get to for Miami is going to be $6,700 Tyler Hero, point guard, shooting guard eligible. The only reason he would be that ahead of Terry Rogier is playing time, which doesn't have to happen, but I think that it is happening. So it's Hero first, Rogier second. Butler third, Bam fourth, I think. You're not playing anybody else from Miami, which is helpful. It's only Bam, Butler, Rogier, and Hero. All right, five games down, almost halfway there. Los Angeles Lakers, one-point underdogs in Houston, 229 total. For the Lakers, AD questionable, LeBron questionable, no Cam Reddish, which means this should be the same sort of rotation we always see for the Lakers. Now, I'm going to keep bumping up D'Angelo Russell's minutes since he's been playing more. I want to try to get an extra minute onto Austin Reeves, get him up to 33. 21 for Rui, 35 for LeBron is going to become 36. 36 for AD is going to become 37. 13 for Christian Wood looks fine. Is Jared Vanderbilt playing a little bit more as of late? Kind of? I'm going to ramp him up to 23. We can call it a day there. I think. Yeah. 
Rates all stay the same for the Lakers, so we could hop to Houston pretty easily. Now, this team's been a bit of a headache lately. I don't know who's in or out for Houston today. We had no Jabari Smith for four straight games. Tari Eason has been out forever. No Tari Eason, no Victor Oladipo. So we are getting Jabari Smith back, which means I'm just going to cut this rotation and redo it. We go 37 minutes for Fred Van Vliet. Shocked. 32 for Jalen Green. Dylan Brooks in for 33. Get Jabari Smith in for 33. We get Alper and Shingoon in for 33. We will bury Jeff Green as the backup. We'll get Aaron Holiday in as a backup. We can get... Jay Sean Tate, Amon Thompson, Cam Whitmore. That's what's left. I guess I could just kind of chop all of that for all of these guys. Bang. Boom. Boom. Now, I guess I can shave a couple off here and give Jock Landale like four minutes. We'll go three minutes. That'll be the easiest way to do it. Actually, no. We'll go six minutes. Whoop. And we'll go 13, 13, 14. Perfect. Easy game to break down. Lakers and Rockets. So, for the Lakers, it's AD before LeBron. 10K power forward center. He's just been playing better. He's a tenth of a fantasy point better than him. AD, LeBron, and then Reeves and Russell, take your pick. It's going to be a lot easier to get to Reeves. $800 cheaper, and he's point guard, shooting guard. Now, one of those guys is a .9 guy. Russell has been at 1.1. He's either trying to play his way back into his team or back off of this team. No, like, overwhelming priority here, though. And then on the Houston side, all right, we like Houston. Shingoon, Brooks, Van Vliet, Smith, Green. I kind of like all of them. Van Vliet won. Uh, I like Jalen Green, two. Jabari Smith, three. Shingoon, four. Brooks, five. But Houston looks really good. Houston looks a lot like Brooklyn. That starting five is really solid today. A little bit of a pace up spot for Houston. Lakers are ninth. Houston's 24th. Not a defense you're super worried about. Lakers are 14th. They're not going to be any better when they have D'Angelo Russell out there running the show for 34 minutes. Let's get us some Houston. Big, yeah, uh, SMP, big game, too. All right, we keep it moving. Sacramento Kings, eight-point favorites in Memphis, 225 total. Sacramento is basically the same team every time. Uh, they have been bouncing around between... We got JaVale for two games. It's all kind of dumb. So when Vizenkov went out, they didn't really replace him. They just played other dudes more minutes. Monk played 19 minutes the past two games. 
gonna bump one more minute to Herder. I'm gonna take one minute off of Malik Monk. I don't anticipate Monk just playing 20 minutes moving forward. That feels off. 33 to Keegan Murray needs to go up. Let's take that up to 34. Barnacle of the Bay needs to go up. That feels about right for Sacramento. Barnacle played 38, 39. Okay, maybe I got to go a bit higher on Barnacle here. Take him up to 32. I know he had that breakout game recently. I don't want to take Herter up over 30, but he has done that in four of his last six. I'm going to let this ride for right now, and we'll see what it looks like against Memphis. Oh, Memphis. Oh, they're on a back-to-back? -back? Ugh. How long is Kennard out? <laughs> All right, let's duplicate this. I need to look at yesterday's injury report. Actually, yesterday, 6 a.m. is perfect. All right, so Kennard was just out yesterday, all day, which makes me think that he's out again today, which then also lets us know that they only have 10 guys. So I'm going to cut this whole rotation. I'm going to pull open that box score from yesterday. They lost by six to Indiana. All right, we started off Triple J, 33 minutes. Tillman, backup center. We get Santi Aldama, played 28 minutes, didn't close. They closed with Gigi Jackson instead of Aldama, I guess. But still, played 28 minutes. I have no idea how you project him for anything less than 28 minutes. And then we can slap 20 onto big body David Roddy, who also started. Okay. He played 32 minutes. All right. We'll figure out the rest of his minutes in a second. There's no chance I'm projecting Luke Kennard in. So Conchar played about 30. I think we go 28. Pippen was like mostly his backup, but not totally. Scotty Pippen played 17 minutes. I'm going to slap 16 in there for right now. And then we need to get Vince Williams in there for his 34. That part's always easy. Oh, God, I still got to think about Jacob Gilliard, too. 
S&P. I think they're looking at that fit with Rogier and Hero with the assumption that Tyler Hero isn't going to be on the team. All right, GG Jackson played 28 minutes. I think you got to go to 24 here at a minimum. Gilliard only played six minutes. Now, they're not going to take him out of the rotation when they only have 10 guys, but you know I think something like 10 is probably more right than wrong. Now, the only guy that I have left that I have not projected minutes to are, is Zaire Williams. He played 14 minutes yesterday. So those 10 guys are 14 minutes short. Now, where do they go? Obviously, a chunk of them goes to David Roddy. If he was able to start and play 32 minutes, I'm taking him all the way up to 28. Mark, no, they don't. The Heat have no ability to get Donovan Mitchell without including things that I wouldn't expect them to include. Like, Jaime Hawkes would have to be in that deal at that point. And I don't think they're going to do that. The Heat have no chance to get him now. All right, still six minutes left over. It's not Tillman, it's not Jackson. It's not Aldama, and now it's not Roddy. It can be Gigi Jackson. It can't be Vince Williams. Although I could get Vince Williams up to 35, and that wouldn't be bad. Pippen at 16. All right, I'm going to go 25 GG Jackson, 12 Gilliard, 17 Pippen. That leaves me two. Now, I'd love to hide these, but I can't. So they are just going to go on to Gilliard because he's the only guy I know I won't get. That's going to be Memphis. All right. Sacramento looks fine. Fox, 8,800. Okay. Sabonis, 10-2. Okay. Malik Monk, 5,600. If you're a believer in his minutes, could be Okay. We need to look at a Malik Monk points prop. Which is non-existent. Malik Monk might end up being interesting. But as we look at Memphis, oh boy. Uh all right. GG Jackson. $4,200 lock button? Does that feel correct? Uh, all right. He's played 202 minutes. He's got a 20% usage rate. Chiba might be a little high on. We'll bring that down.
I really, really, really like GG Jackson and Triple J today. I mean, we saw him play yesterday. Assuming, assuming Luke Kennard is still out. We saw GG Jackson close the second quarter, close the fourth quarter, and close the game. He played 29 minutes yesterday. I only projected him for 25. I don't think that's crazy. 4,200 small forward, power forward. In his 202 minutes this season, 0.99 DraftKings points per minute. Now, it is on 67% true shooting, which might be a little high. But I think he looks good. And then I'm going to continue to get to Triple J. 8,100 power forward center. Is his points prop 28? 27 and a half. Yeah, I don't... I like this. Now, Kennard does have a prop. Has anybody seen anything on Kennard? It's very rare you see someone be out all day and then play the second half of a back-to-back. Like, he wasn't out for rest or injury management. I have to assume he's not playing at least until we get the injury report. If you don't play the second, if you don't play the day before and it's not a Q tag all day, I can't put him in. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't care if he has props right now. Aldama's at 12 and a half points. That's where I'm at. Vince Williams is at 12 and a half points. I'm a little heavy there. Not the biggest Vince Williams believer, apparently. And then Conchar is at six. Okay. I'm happy with this. I really like Jaron Jackson. He is a priority for me today. I think GG Jackson will be. Let's see. What do I have GG Jackson's true shooting at? S&P, I got him in this for today at 53% true shooting. Obviously not the 47 that he had at South Carolina, but a bit more realistic, I think. Interesting game, though, man. We need that news. Minnesota OKC, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Oklahoma City Thunder are kind of salty after their most recent performance. Just a guess. But we look at Minnesota first. Mike Conley's missed three out of the last four. Whoop. Now for today. Conley questionable. OKC back to back. I have this rotation in right now. I don't really see anything that I want to change. They don't really deviate all that much. Mm. Minnesota is easy to project. So is OKC. I don't... They're on the back-to-back. Tough one. Last time out. You hate to be 
You hate to lose to Detroit, that's for sure. Just really gross. Really gross out of OKC. But for now, I'm just leaving their rotation as is. We know what we're getting out of their starters. It doesn't move around. So for Minnesota... Oh, uh, SMP, since you're my reference point here, or at least you're one of the reference points, how's the stream been? Any Anything choppy? Any, any, are we cutting out or anything? All right, Wolves, two and a half point dogs in OKC. Thunder on the back-to-back. It's your standard stuff. No priorities from Minnesota. Edwards looks the best. McDaniels is fine. Towns is fine. Conley, Reed, Gobert. On the Thunder end, you know, SGA, if you want him at 10-1, that dude works. Otherwise, Chet, Jalen, Giddy, Dort. It's a very unappealing game. When you have the number five defense against the number one defense and one of those teams plays at the 26th fastest pace, you're just not going to like it. OKC's implied total is 113. That's not very good. Minnesota's is even worse at 111. Not very good. Probably not paying close attention to that game. Three to go. Oh, no. We're probably playing, paying too much attention to this one. Washington Wizards. Oh, no. Four-point dogs in San Antonio. 240 total. This one's not going to be desirable. I can, I can kind of tell. We're going to go 31 minutes to Tyus Jones. We'll bring DeLon Wright down a notch. Uh, 27 for Gafford is fine. 21 for Bagley is fine. Actually. Yeah, that's fine. Koulibaly is all right. Kispert's all right. Denny's good. All of this looks fine. Actually, we want to go 33 to Kuz. That should be fine. Oh, I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous to see this one. Now, for San Antonio, we had no Zach Collins last time out. This time, Q-Tag Barlow, Q-Tag Collins. Now, we also had no Trey Jones last time out when I did this, so... Let's get Malachi Brandon back out of there. We'll get Blake Wesley back down to 18... Got to start cutting these minutes. We get Keldon Johnson back down to 28. We get Champagne to 20. Sohan stays. McDermott stays. Vassell stays. Chetty comes down. I think 29 for Wemby makes some sense. What is Victor Wembenyama's points prop for today? It is 26 and a half to the under. I got him at 25 and a half. Perfect. Well, time to hate this. Washington. Okay, not bad. $7,900 Kuzma. Best thing you can get to from Washington. Not a priority, but a good piece of your lineups. Denny, 
fine. Gafford, Poole, Bagley, Jones, all fine. No overwhelming priorities, which helps. This is number one and number two team. Oh my God. Number one and number two in pace. Number 25 and number 27 in offensive rating. Number 24 and 29 in defensive rating. Now for San Antonio, yeah, it's Wemby season. Holy shit. Whew. Victor Wembinyama scores like Joel Embiid does, but he's priced at 8,900 today. I'm even low on his rebounding prop. Just out of curiosity, when Victor Wembinyama is on the floor, And Zach Collins is off the floor. What is Wemby's rebounding rate? We have 755 minutes. Okay, it's not as crazy as I thought it was going to be. Offensive rebounding can go up a notch. Do I got to take anybody else off? No. Wow. This is crazy. I might actually have to give him a 30th minute. Wemby looks... I mean, he's the number one play of the day. It's not even close. It's not even close. 1.86... Fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days for Victor Wembanyama. That is exactly where I have him projected in this spot. The game with the highest implied total on the slate. I don't... What do you, what do, you do here? He's he, That price tag is broken. Fully broken. I legitimately don't know what you're supposed to do here. He's the best play we saw. He's the number one play for today. I assume he'll be the highest owned guy on today's slate. He's on a completely different level. Completely different level. Looks amazing. You can get to Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Sohan, Devin Vassell. All that seems okay. But... This is Wemby season. In a big, 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 big way. Wow. Whew. Anxious to see what he looks like when we start running these crunches. All right. Two games to go. Orlando up next. They are five-point dogs in Dallas, 228 total. Alrighty. Sorry, I put my watch on, folks. All right, Orlando. Two to go. For the Magic, 
Looks like standard issue stuff. Faults questionable, normal everywhere else. We got 27 minutes out of Faults yesterday. So I guess the question is, is Faults playing a back-to-back? -back? Didn't play the last back-to-back. Do we think he's playing today? Who knows? At some point in time, you would imagine that he starts playing back-to-backs. We also got... Yeah, I'm okay with my rotation. I'm leaving everything in now that I had in yesterday. Dallas will be different. Exum questionable. Kyrie out. Derek Jones Jr. questionable. Maxi probable. Dwight Powell questionable. All right, I'm deleting the entire rotation here. Since everybody has a Q tag. Ooh, good. Can I fade Luca again while he scores 100 fantasy points? That would be a blast. That definitely didn't happen. 27 minutes for Lively. Um, I guess we're going to get Maxi for like 19. Grant Williams for 24. Derek Jones Jr. for 24. Josh Green for 32. Luca for 39. It's incredible that I faded Luca on a day where he had like the Third most fantasy points ever. Just really, really amazing stuff. We'll go 26 on Exum. We're going to go 29 to Tim Hardaway. Jaden Hardy will get some run. Not a lot to write home about in this one. Orlando. Assuming they're at full strength, they are an incredibly uninteresting basketball team. Uh, Bancaro, 8,400. Like, think about this. Paolo Bancaro is 8,400. I have him projected for 40 fantasy points. He looks like a completely reasonable play. Completely reasonable. 500 more dollars gets you 15 more fantasy points in Victor Wembanyama. 1.15 for the day. Versus 1.86. It's like a free extra human being. For Dallas, it is 11K, 11.8 Luka or 5K Derek Lively. They are your only two real options. Now, that can change if Exum's out and Jones is out and Powell is out. Like Things can change here for Dallas, but Luka's the dude to get to. Just remember, he doesn't look as good as $8,900 Victor Wembenyama. So what you're really asking yourself is, can you fit them both? Now, we close this one out. Milwaukee Bucks, four and a half point dogs against Denver, 239 total. I'm sure Giannis isn't scared to face Jokic the way that Embiid is. Coward. Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Doesn't seem like... So this is going to be the Doc debut, I guess. Doesn't seem like I have a lot to move around here. Pretty standard stuff for this Milwaukee team. 
not touching any rates. We don't really know. And then Denver, everybody that's normally in is in. So this is not a team that we're like moving around rotational pieces for either. 36 for Murray, 34 for KCP. Make that 33. Reggie Jackson for 21. Peyton Watson for 18. Jokic for 35. 34 for Aaron Gordon. Feels like a game he plays more. 33 for MPJ. This all looks good. Final game. For Milwaukee, no priorities here. Hard to get to Giannis with Luka. Giannis 11-4, power forward center. Giannis is 11-4 and power forward center eligible. And he projects the exact same way Wemby projects at $2,500 more expensive. Middleton at 6,500. I will continue to entertain 1.14 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. Brooke Lopez is okay at 6K. Looks like his uh, permanent rates this past month have started to creep back up. Now for Denver, oh boy. So very big pace up spot for the Nuggets. Nuggets are 28th in pace. Milwaukee is third. They're also 19th in defense. $8,300 Jamal Murray looks really good today. Is his points prop 25 and a half? Because that would make me feel a little bit better. It is 24 and a half. Okay. I might be a little light or a little heavy on Jamal Murray, but I think it looks good. I'm happy to get to Jokic as well. 11-3. It's going to be tough over Luka, especially with Wemby. But Jokic looks better than Giannis. Although the power forward eligibility really helps. I like MPJ. I like Aaron Gordon at 5,600. Denver looks way better because of this matchup. Interesting late night hammer. You don't get Denver like this a lot. But for now, folks, you guys know what time it is. It's time for you to hit the like button. We know that much. The other thing that you need to do is get ready for crunches. Bam. Let's do it here. Crunchy Crunch. DraftKings. Man, Wemby is just going to be bonkers today. We have... On DK. Optimal lineup, 287.1. Got it by two-tenths. Scotty Pippen, Cam Thomas, Gigi Jackson, Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton, Jamal Murray, Triple J, and Victor Wembenyama. Wemby was in all 50. Gigi Jackson was in 98%. Cam Thomas was in 96%. Triple J was in 88%. And then everybody else was sub-50. Luca got to 30% there. Very interesting to see. Now, this is going to be a spot where I assume Wemby climbs to the top. But it could be Jackson because of the price. Oh, it is Wemby. Number one play of the day, Victor Wembenyama. Uh, Gigi Jackson, though, trying to run him down. Cam Thomas then tops off the rest of this list. But it is really, we are segmented. It is Wemby 1 with a bullet.
very, very clearly at the top of the list. Gigi Jackson is two. This is with the assumption that Luke Kennard is not playing. After that, it really gets blurry. The Nets side looks good for their matchup against Utah. The Grizzlies look good because they're running short on bodies. And then Jamal Murray, I think, is just my dude. I'll take that. I like how it looks. I like how it looks. With randomness on, Luka was the pay-up priority above 10K. Nobody else really separated from the pack. SGA might be the second easiest dude to get to. Sabonis is really on an island today. We close it out with FanDuel. Now this one's going to look way different than everything we just talked about. And they're missing the final game. Nuggets Bucks is not on the FanDuel slate tonight. So for reference sake, I want to make sure you know, guys know that. 299.45. Optimal rate by 0.43. Dante Exum, oddly enough. Jalen Brunson. Cam Thomas, Josh Hart. <laughs> Derek Jones Jr., Royce O'Neal. Victor Wembanyama, Jaron Jackson, Santi Aldama. Brunson was in all 50. Wemby was in 49 of 50. Uh, Exum, Jackson, Aldama, Hart. All in the 80s. So the question really is Scottie Pippen Jr. related to the Scottie Pippen that was in the NBA? That It would be really wild if he wasn't. Somehow Dante Exum is the number one play on FanDuel today. He's 5,200. I mean, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. But it's a little weird. Aldama looks good. Josh Hart. John Isaac. What is his price? 4K. Okay. Minutes are up for Isaac. Vandal looks awful. Exum, Aldama, Hart, Isaac, O'Neal. Guys, I think we're done here. I think we have finished this one off. Good stuff here, folks. Another slate in the books. Took us a while. It's a big slate. Uh, a little smaller tomorrow and Thursday. We got another big one, I think, on Wednesday. It's not my favorite uh, schedule of games, but we'll break it all down. Prize picks coming out shortly. We'll start looking at those uh, on the show in the near future. Not only that, you've got Contenders, Strategy Show with me and Laffy, and then Deeper Dive later tonight. It's been swell, folks. Thank you for being here. This was The Process.